It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today we're talking about New Mexico, what you need to know if you're going to be, if you plan on smoking weed in New Mexico or buying weed, getting in the weed business, any of that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about an American who was detained in Dubai just for having weed in a system. Uh, all that and more, celebrities getting into cannabis, all that and more. But first, hey guys. What's up? What's going on, everybody? Hello, Internet. Yep, I tell you, how was your uh, week? I ended up in my kitchen. Um, not as eventful as you, man. All I do is laundry and clean house and take care of it. You know, I don't, I don't go to events or plan to go to events like you have. Oh, that event was fun. And I think my uh, company's closed for the month now. And so uh, we sold our limit and, um, you know, keep calling nice. if you want us to work with you, of course. <laughs> Right. Uh, yeah, we, we're now going to do something like, you know, it's kind of like a velvet rope type thing where it's like, hey, you know, if we made ourselves more exclusive, then we'd just be able to be like, we're taking clients again and we're not. And what? so it allows you to grow and scale a little bit easier sure. without like breaking and then worrying about product quality. But what do you got going, coming up? Because you got a couple things coming up with a CBD Expo or? Yeah, there's a CBD Expo that I went to um, last weekend. The, the thing that we're doing right now has to do with green flower. And I wish we had that bit.ly up so that we could share that bit.ly uh, because then that bit.ly springs out to this large thing. But right now, green flower is having a, a really big sale. I'm not sure if we have the uh, anything up on that, but uh, we will. We'll, we'll drop that in the comments as the first one and check that out because they're like having their entire stock sold for, I want to say, say like 500 bucks so it's like a five thousand dollar package for a tenth of the price it's and green flower is really good i mean like i'm taking their uh ganji course now and so on our shirt for our tour uh i'm going out there on like october 15th somewhere in there so i'll do the the show from humboldt on sunday october something or other really dope dude that'd be really dope but uh, so what's the uh the 500 is that for the package for the courses then is that what's going on Yep. Yep. We uh, we'll talk more nice. about it because that's not closing for another two weeks. You have two more weeks to buy it. So we'll do uh, several more uh, pitches on it. We have like, this little bitly link and then we can do that as a uh, an email blast. So uh, check out our, our website, cannabisindustrylawyer.com. Uh, and then we we have new stuff going up all the time on there, including New Mexico. So we're going to be adding a whole bunch more content to our New Mexico stuff. And we have a map there uh, that you can check out your state. Uh, and, and, you know, so please do visit there and see sign up for our newsletter so when can i buy weed in new mexico i don't know we should talk about it let's do it yeah so new mexico governor signs marijuana legalization bill making state third to enact reform within days marijuana moment thank you the governor of new mexico monday signed a bill to legalize marijuana in the state as well as a separate measure to expunge records for people with prior low-level convictions that's pretty dope oh yeah uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, there are some no-brainers that should come with this goddamn thing, right? Like expungements and home grow. But um, home grow would be great. That would be awesome if you could do home grow. But the problem is, can you? Can you do home grow in Michigan? Uh, not Michigan, New Mexico. Well, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham gave final approval of the legislation, a key accomplishment for her administration, after she listed legalization as a 2021 priority. Although lawmakers failed to pass the legalization bill before the regular session ended last month, the governor convene a special session to ensure they got the job done man this is the only time i ever heard of a governor like actually like enabling states and, and doing like a politician doing what they're fucking told like like i promise you this is going to happen and then since the house and senate couldn't get their shit together i just think it's great that this governor was like yo we're gonna we're gonna meet now without you 
We're yeah. doing this without you. Yeah. So, uh, okay, go ahead, bro. Legal retail sales. They aren't going to be there for another year. Boy, doesn't that suck? You can't buy weed in New Mexico for another year. But you still have, I mean, this infrastructure, right? The whole regulation, all that stuff has to build. So none of this stuff happens overnight. Uh, uh, it depends but, on how many medical dispensaries they currently have in operation. But yeah, more or less. I mean, and then get all messed up. Yeah, I mean, like, ideally, like, here in Washington, like, if you have a medical program ahead of time, your, your law would just state, okay, flip your sign, now you're recreational. But it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? Like, it did work that way in Oregon initially. Like, they really did work with their legacy people hmm. but um now under new mexico though uh, adults 21 and older can purchase and possess possess up to two ounces of cannabis 16 grams of cannabis concentrates and 800 milligrams of infused edibles uh home cultivation of up to six mature cannabis plants will be allowed for the personal use provided the plants are out of public sight and secure from children mm-hmm. thank god they thought about the children that's good because, you know, kids love seeing plants growing in their house. I have a daughter. She just crawls straight to whatever house plants around and starts picking at it. And I go, no, 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 no. But she doesn't listen. She's a baby. So it's, it's great, though, that you're going to be able to grow your own in New Mexico. I just don't like that retail sales aren't supposed to start until April 1st of 2022. And final license rules will be due by the state by January 1st of 2022 with licenses themselves issued no later than April 1st, which there's no way. And so, like, uh, if you have final rules, uh, you're not going to issue licenses within four months. Hopefully you'll get the application within four months and then they'll issue licenses within 12 months. So by 2023, if you're tuning in from 2023, please don't tell us anything that's happened in the future. It will totally wreck the time space continuum. But um, well, I would like to know when I pull out a GameStop. What's that? I would like to know when to pull out a GameStop. Oh, you can pull out a GameStop. Uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. You should have been in the uh, Bitcoin IPO today. It wasn't Bitcoin. Coinbase. Yeah. Yeah. Coinbase is suddenly worth $100 billion. Oh, that's that's given. Well, well with uh, uh, you know, PayPal is now using Bitcoin, so that there's it's just enforcing the validity of Bitcoin. Like being that, it's like having a part of the New York Stock Exchange with Coinbase. I, I think, yeah. in my opinion, you know, but with cryptocurrency. Uh, yeah, we'll see on that. We'll see yeah. on that. I think it's more along the lines of, hey, this Bitcoin keeps going up. Well, can I get paid in it? So it keeps making more demand for that same amount of Bitcoins. So the price keeps going up. Uh, it's a self fulfilling prophecy, but it'll work until it doesn't. Pretty much, man. Just like uh, capitalism. Um, but, you know, uh, the, the great thing about the, the license issue, because I know you're not happy with, like, the, the market not really being uh, coming through until next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no limit on number of licenses, uh, business licenses that could, could be granted to the program. So that's fantastic. And then the small cannabis uh, micro business can grow up to 200 plants and they can grow, process and sell cannabis pro- products under their single license. That's great that they have that. Uh, it's really interesting to see um, how well that'll be handed out. Like a lot of those micro grow licenses, everybody wants to do it because it seems like owning a kind of like your own brewery. And so sure. it's got this this romantic aspect to it. But then when people try to actually execute it, they're very reldom, uh, reldom, seldomly or rarely granted simply because a lot of people don't want them in their own backyard. And so they fall victim to the NIMBY effect. Well, and it's not just a NIMBY effect, but also we're talking about an agriculture product, right? Like even though most activists and like the mantras, you know, plant it everywhere. It's a seed. It can grow. It's a weed. Fucking good weed's hard to grow. <laughs> and then, and then yeah. you you start you're like bo it's like 
you don't not, there's not people fucking harvesting cows in their fucking backyards and and and, and trying to make Kobe beef, you know? Right. There's, people, there's reasons why people go to the butcher. You know, it's it's the most American thing. You know, we well, we how many food. how many of us are growing tomatoes? Let's be honest. I mean, we eat a lot of tomatoes. We don't grow too many of them. Not that many people brew their own beer. I could be growing a plant right now. I'm not because think about the other stuff you need. Think about the gear you need. If I started watering my plants with the water that's coming out of my tap, they'd all be dead. Uh, I might be able to get one run out of them. And then that run still wouldn't be that great. By the end of the run, if I was trying to do it, uh, they'd start to be displaying, um, you know, like they look like nutrient deficiencies, but it's just pH lockout because the pH of the tap is almost like eight. And then it's got a whole bunch of dissolved solids in it. So you're just ruining the soil as you're trying to grow the plant. We all know your grow, Tom. We all know your grow. It's, you remember okay. how hilariously bad it was? And Nick, so uh, I know Nick's really mad at you for what you've done to your babies. Like Nick, it, Nick, Nick, Nick wants pissed. to call CPS on you. Yeah, I know. He, that That's what I need. I need uh, DCFS showing up to my house. We're here for the plants. What? <laughs> that's all right. I, well, I, 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 got, I got better at it. But yeah. with the agricultural product, though, like, 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 so I have four plants. I started with four plants. I now have three plants. Like one decided he's not gonna, or she's not going to last any longer. So if this was a uh, uh, my commerce, that's a 25 percent just done. Like 25 percent of my products are like with an agricultural product. That's why I don't like C to sell. I don't like this like monitoring of knowing like how really successful are you? There's just force like with PGRs. You can force a plant to do what you want. Yeah, but you got to understand, like we track the amount of alcohol in the in the system so that you know how to collect them taxes. And so when the taxes are there and that was one of the stories out of Illinois this week, I'm not sure if we're going to be covering it later in the news, uh, the record tax revenue that came out of Illinois. No, I agree. I mean, like, I know there has to be a some form of regulated, but seed to sell, like from the seed to say, okay, I plan the seed. I mean, what does, I mean, I, I guess, I guess it has to exist just for that regulated part, but there could yeah. also be a different point though, right? Because after trimming, after a uh, failed product, when like, say you get spider mites or PhD deficiencies or something like that, you know, you still have decrease of product that's going to last like what should be annotated is at the end like on a scale like the the good product that you're saying this is what i want to make money off of that should be weighed and sent out the door not the shit that you're doing in before trying to make it you know are are they checking like bad batches of uh beer are are they looking at I'm, I just uh, I'm going to be sitting on um, a nonprofit. I think it's like Project 1620 or something for veterans, because a lot of the statutes and a lot of the rules are uh, once weed approaches its um, expiration date, uh, they'll they can they can mark it down and try to sell it. But they aren't allowed to give it away in many jurisdictions. And so the point of this nonprofit is to help change the laws to allow for veterans to participate in the industry, but then also to allow for some change in the legislation. So instead of destroying good weed, that good weed could be donated to like PTSD or, or medical uh, clinics where uh, that that cannabis can be made available. I mean, I realize it's going to expire, but it's it doesn't just magically go bad. You know, it's not milk or bread where it's suddenly going to be moldy, you know? Sure. But like, you know, as, as, as good aficionados, right? Like we know good plant. Good plant is a very, excuse me, burp. Um, a good plant is very hard to come by because you have to love it, cure it, flush it, do all the, the proper treating it. And, you know, it, it's unfortunate in a recreational and even in a medical market where people are making money when you, when you incentivize money uh the fact that you have a statement like mold to gold is a thing like it's not an issue for me to take this shitty 
product now. We're just going to squeeze it and turn it into the orange juice of cannabis, and you won't know the difference. Like that's still unfortunate. That that's a mentality that we accept in this. Tell you though, I like how um, New Mexico is going to con- create a new regulatory authority called the Cannabis Control Division, uh, and that's that's good uh, so that they can have licensing all under one house in a particular authority that's dedicated toward the regulation of the cannabis plant. It appears that there will also be some minor social equity to help encourage communities that are disproportionately impacted by the war on drugs, so they can get into the new industry. And of course, you know, watch for amendments. It, and then subscribe, hit the thumbs up. That'll really help these things come up. And if you're here specifically for New Mexico, check our videos. We'll be doing how to get a, a open a dispensary videos. We'll do a webinar once we have the rules about what types of licenses there are, how to go about it. But for right now, uh, really start talking to your local authorities about how they're going to zone the cannabis businesses and then start finding your real estate. And that's where it's at in any community where it's not legal yet is you need a start community. Um, I saw it on a forum in Virginia. Someone's trying to say, hey, markets don't happen until uh, next year, but we're legal in July. How can I legally get involved into like delivery service? And I had a one statement for him. I was like, you're not like you're not going to be legal. Even even when it is legal federally, you're illegal. But mm-hmm. in a state level, it's going to be up to uh, discretion of prosecution, right? Discretion of uh, the enforcement to come after you. And if you have a community like here in Washington in different pockets, there were some very successful growers because, or even in Canada, when law enforcement's part of it, where they're just like, yeah, we know what you do, but you're not, you're not a baby raper. You're not a, you're not a Republican in Florida. You know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of like where they look at you and be like, okay, there's other shit to worry about besides the plants that you're growing and, and the commerce that you're making and how you're paying your bills. This is not, you know, you're, you're not a criminal period. And that's how it should be viewed. Yeah. Well, speaking of not being a criminal, guess where I'm not going. Uh, Dubai. I am not going to Dubai. Cancel all the Dubai dates that I, oh, I'm not? Okay, great. So I'm not having to go to Dubai, but uh, an American faces years in prison in Dubai after he pissed hot. It's not even that he had weed. He had weed in his system. An American who allegedly smoked weed in Las Vegas faces three years in prison in the UAE. That's that's where Dubai is, the United Arab Emirates, after traces of marijuana were found in his urine, according to Detained in Dubai, a website published by his attorney. Dude, Dubai is crazy. I've been there. I've been to uh, when the Gulf, uh, when the Navy, you pull in the Juba Ali, and then you take a, uh, a bus to uh, Dubai. And uh, uh, there are... Cause it's a, it's a Muslim country. Um, but like bars, you know, how in America we go to bars, like every corner, there were like, you had to find them like, like secret, like handshake type. You thought you were speakeasy. Uh, there's one Mexican restaurant called Pancho Villas out there that was renowned for, by the sailors to like, that's where you're going to go hang out and drink beer and, and margaritas and have shitty Mexican food in, 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 uh, in the Arabia, Saudi Arabia, you know, like, like so there, you want couscous with your Mexican food? I, I, um, what? Well, there's nothing weird than seeing a goddamn uh, 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 Saudi Arabia guy with a poncho. You know what I mean? You're just like, uh, this is what the reality I'm in. Um, <laughs> you know, but that's the thing about that area, though. It's very strict. But yet, when it comes to certain money, like like they're appeasing to Americans, like, hey, we're gonna let you have these bars or all the Europeans that holiday out there, which they call it. You know, the, it's just weird how they pick and choose. Like, okay, this guy popped 
for cannabis in his pee, you know, or his blood system while we're going to perform an operation. That's fucked up. Just like United yep. States for organ transplants, where they deny people with organ transplants just because they tested positive. Yeah, I mean, this guy's name is Peter Clark. He's a 51-year-old, and he's a medical tourist, more or less. So he's flying from Vegas to Dubai, uh, uh, where, he, where he went to the hospital after suffering an attack of pancreatitis. Oh, I see. He was just a tourist that has uh, a health issue, and he has pancreatitis. And so he goes in to get health treatment in Dubai, and, uh, oh, they, they, they check his piss for whatever reason. You know, you come in presenting with pancreatitis. They're like, check his weed for, I'm sorry, check his weed for piss. Check his piss for weed. Mine well, yeah. would be check his weed for piss, you know? Right. But, but like, why would you do that? Because they're obviously looking, like, like, are they actually looking for a cannabinoid system? Uh, hey, I got to jump out real quick. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, this guy was arrested in March third, and he spent three days in what he described as a flea-ridden cell. Uh, and then uh, this this attorney says the UAE's arbitrary enforcement laws and lack of predictable legal outcomes means that Peter potentially faces years in prison for legally smoking weed. Even if found innocent, he'd be dragged through a slow and costly legal process. So this poor man decides to take a trip, gets sick. Gets tested for weed while in the hospital, and then he is detained. He might be found guilty. He might have to go to prison in Dubai for years. And remember that before you go gallivanting off because you're fully vaccinated, like myself, by the way, uh, fully vaccinated. So now I have to figure out what should my hairstyle look like. Please let me know. Right now, I have the um, I'm calling this what is it? Uh, the douche bun. And so go. this is my douche bun. And then after that, I can I, I, I can go back to the, the military cut that I had when this all started like three years ago. And then I had like other stupid, crazy haircuts as well. Or I might go Eric Clapton in the Rainbow concert. <laughs> check this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, dude. I, uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, your, your hair because I, I, I was been showing the Tommy Chong video to uh, some of the people in my industry uh, uh, in the uh, uh, tech industry and uh, some of the older cats that have been around for a long time and have like alphabet soup names after their, their shit, you know, right. kind of like years before I wouldn't be like, hey, you want to see my weed video? But like, you know, now that I've, I'm older and this is professional, you know, whatever, kind of sort of like they're like, wow, respect. And what is up with your, your friend's hair? I'm like, uh, that's a quarantine oh, haircut. Yeah, yeah, that's quarantine hair. That's quarantine hair. And then he also likes to screw with people. He does. It's, yeah. it's but you know what it is, man. It's 4:20 somewhere. So let's uh, let's have a slice of pizza and kind of like chill out a little bit, and then we'll go to the next story. This is some really sad news. This is some sad news out of Colorado. Long-time activist uh, Steve Fox has passed away, so a moment of silence for Steve. And I would like to think about this for a long time. No, that's good. I just wanted to, like, this is, to me, is a very important, somebody that nobody talks about. Like, there's cannabis activists. There's people out there changing the message. And this man, Steve Fox, uh, co-wrote Marijuana is Safer Than Alcohol, and and he helped inspire uh, this whole like perception movement, you know, like, you know, how, you know, why, why are we being villainized when alcohol is out there being endorsing goddamn political speeches and, and NFL Super Bowls and, and whatnot, like marijuana is safer. I have a, a local activist here, Jared Alloway, who was inspired by that book. Uh, if you see T-shirts out there, say marijuana is safer than alcohol. Yeah, I got marijuana- the book. 
yeah, yeah, get the book. But like T-shirts out there, uh, Jared Alloway, he he started giving out free T-shirts. Like, and then a lot of it, we would we would like jam sometimes with like marijuana safer than McDonald's or marijuana safer than sugar. You know, marijuana safer than most of the shit on my shelf. Like, there's so much shit marijuana safer than. Uh, and these this guy, he inspired it, man. Like this book, it has a, a entry by an ex uh, Seattle. Uh, chief of police uh it's all about facts this is all about you know yeah facts where alcohol and cannabis exist in the same states and cities and 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 one by one why uh uh marijuana should be legal you know absolutely uh published original oh i got a first printing baller first printing uh 2009 july and so it's steve fox paul armanto and mason tavert uh and i'm not sure if that's how mason actually pronounces his last name but uh, paul armanto armanto i'm not sure how he pronounces his last name either i know it was steve fox though that's pretty easy to pronounce <laughs> yeah. but uh you know they all of them have been very very instrumental and uh, some of his colleagues at vs strategies have set up a gofundme page to help support uh steve fox's family so Hey, let's yeah. drop that into the chat and, you know, don't don't send us any, you know, monies or shekels this today. Go donate to Steve Fox's charity. Yeah. Um, I mean, it helps his family. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like we're out here doing a thing. Luckily for, you know, you, you have a business uh, structured around this, which is great. And then, like I hope to like have my media infrastructure. I've been doing awkwardly in wrongly for a long time but here we are and but this gentleman you know he's devoted a lot of his life and you know his family i'm who knows but this will help them and then i think that's great it needs to be happening Yep. Uh, so VS St- Strategies issued a statement. Steve was one of the first political professionals to enter the marijuana advocacy space at a time when ca- uh, cannabis was just a blip on the political radar. Most savvy up and comers were unwilling to dip a toe in the space. Steve dove head first. While many viewed it as a losing cause that wasn't worth the fight. And then he saw it as a cause worth fighting until it was won. And so do we. I mean, that's that's one of the things, you know, I when Miggy and I met each other like over 10 years ago. And then we started I think you started sharing those dank memes on the Facebook page that got shadow banned in like 2015. Um, And like I had to quit promoting that book that I had. I had to go become a bank lawyer for eight years. and, And we still. I mean, this is kind of a straight job. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm really thrilled that I can be like, all right, well, let's start doing your numbers and run this business plan. And if you consider it, if we run this kind of like a hedge fund meets Google, uh, we're going to have three classes of shares. And so then, you know, I'm glad but that you, I get to do that work now. But yeah, Jamie. But, but I mean, who are we fucking kidding, dude? There's a stigma, right? Like just me doing this podcast, right? Like as I've been coming more and more out of the closet and pretty much now you can just find me if you really wanted to find me. I put my, my, my career, my, my, my personal livelihood at risk, right? Like it shouldn't be a fucking thing. If I was talking about breast cancer or fucking like cooking good steaks or some bullshit, like if that was my podcast, there would be so many people. Of course you'd already be dead. You would have died of an utterly amazing heart attack after eating your 4,000 steak. You know, it would have made for great content, but then we would have had to just be like, well, now it's just a in memory channel. (laughs) I'm just, you know what I'm saying, though, like the whole point of this, the fact that this podcast, this topic, you know, uh, the other channel that are another the so obviously on our Facebook page, the the free THC, we can't we can't boost, we can't advertise, we can't promote any 
freaking thing that we ever not even if it's a good thing for like a charity or something but like i've just came across this again on uh the cannabis page for uh, uh stacy thice the uh mm-hmm. the the girl who drives the cannabis i uh, i'm also part admin in her page and she's getting ready to do a tour and so i she asked me to help her promote some of these pages because a lot of people are computer illiterate you know some people just don't know how to work the internets so i'm like yeah i can do it i had three good posts sharing for a while there yesterday i got flagged saying uh we noticed some unusual activity on your account and uh we have to delete your 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 uh, account uh uh, advertising account it's Mm -hmm. like why why are you deleting my what the fuck like unusual activity I'm, i'm just promoting the fucking pages you let me do like so nope. this is it. The shadow band's real. Yeah, go ahead. Yep. Shadow band's real. I don't think it'll continue. Like, I think they'll treat it like alcohol after legalization. So, you know, uh, I really don't see a lot of Budweiser posts on Facebook. However, I don't think I've liked Budweiser's shit. I wonder if Budweiser's got an Instagram. You think Budweiser's on the gram? Oh, I'm sure, dude. But, 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 like but Anheuser-Busch goddamn sponsored the fucking presidential speech debates. Like in the fucking beginning, when they talk about the setups for these, uh, when you watch the debates about like the sponsors or whatever, Anheuser Busch has been sponsoring it for like over a hundred years. Like something's wrong about the beer, co- but then again, maybe they're like, "Yo, prohibition's well, over." Budweiser is on Instagram, and it only has four hundred seventy-nine thousand followers, and it's following sixty-five people. So I'm gonna. Oh wait, this is me as uh, at cannabis industry lawyer. Go ahead and follow me there. Um, I'm gonna follow Budweiser to troll them. Man, why not? Why not? This, this bud's for you. What up, Mister Dad? What's up, Mr. Who? Mr. Dad, it popped up saying he said hi to us. Oh, cool. What's going on? (laughs) So Chelsea Handler on cannabis. Yeah, the Chelsea Handler story. And so we're talking about how we had to be uh, anonymous people 10 years ago and then just slog through it. And then there was real activists like, you know, Steve Fox, rest in peace. And now, like, every celebrity is just jumping on the bandwagon with weed or whatever drugs. Chelsea Handler comes out. Look at that. Comedian, yep. Uh, comedian, New York Times bestselling author and activist Chelsea Handler has been a cannabis activist advocate for quite some time. I got to just say she has been advocating like she's very been. I mean, I don't know if it was like her date in 50 Cent that brought it out, but like she has been very vocal. And so it's all good on her end. Like I, I have respect for her. Like, I, I, you know, you do your thing, girl. Uh, the former host of Chelsea lately, a successful late night comedy talk show opened up about her personal relationship with cannabis. Now that she's also became a weed entrepreneur. That's the that's the thing right there, right? Like she's making money at this shit now. Well, that's the thing. She got a marketing contract. What does she do? She gets in this this story. Where is she? She's in Benzinga. I mean, like so that she's an advocate. And oh my gosh, have you tried this strain, this brand, this you know whatever her thing will be, like uh, yeah. with uh, uh, Seth Rogen and Houseplant. And so, like, why are people going to buy Houseplant? Because it's Seth Rogen's weed brand. That's true. But, you know, because she she has also been teasing her entry into the cannabis industry for a while, but the products are yet to hit the market. In the meantime, Chelsea joined forces with Sweet Flower to launch the Evolution Kit, a curated set featuring her favorite cannabis products. So with that one, with the Sweet Flower to launch to the Evolution Kit, I got to say they have a partnership where I think I know parts of that donations are going towards uh, uh, the last prisoner project. So percent uh, like cannabis is a, what they call an impact business. We've had these people like from Regenibus. We've had them on the podcast before. And I'm sure we'll have some more uh, entrepreneurs that are like 
RNG or ENG, the stuff that's, uh, these companies are now more than money. And so like, it's not just about the money. So you have like a 2% in your stuff that says we're working for this particular cause and we're going to donate 2% of our uh, net revenues to go to X. Well, that's what you're talking about with the banking shit, right? Like banks aren't doing shit out of the generosity of their heart. They're doing stuff because it makes them look better for the public image, blah, blah, blah. Kind of like politicians, right? Like, Hey, we're going to vote for this weed thing. Or I'm going to tell you I'm going to vote for it here. And we'll just talk about it for six months until April and see what happens. <laughs> well, you know what it is. It's about halfway through the hour. It's, uh, there's an interesting story that we should talk to. It's very appropriate for uh, something before we do Name That Strain. So let's play a little Name That Strain and then talk about actor Jaleel White. You might have remembered. All right, we've got going on. Name that strain. Look at One that. One big bud. One big bud. Uh, it looks a little airy, to be honest. And then... Um, I like the crescent curve. moon. It looks like a crescent moon. No mm-hmm. curves. Curves uh, a little bit. Looks like the bud might be about an eighth. It looks like it's about a three gram bud. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's got a very pronounced main cola. It looks nice. Yes. Um, I wish I could like really get into it more and zoom in. Uh, that's one of the drawbacks of the name that strain. First off, some of the people that are at home uh, listening to this on their commute are like, name that strain. This doesn't work at all. But uh, then I can I can just try to see if I can get behind it. OK, good. For those of you watching at home, that makes more sense for the other poor people. Um, well, you're at least you're listening in your car. Uh, do do. Please keep your eyes on the road as we tell you about Family Matters actor Jaleel White, who is debuting a new Purple Urkel cannabis. Uh, And so the Family Matters star, the actor Jaleel White, uh, has revealed he has a new launch of cannabis line, and it's called It's Purple. White created its purple through a partnership with 710 Labs, and together they will produce variations of the popular purple Urkel cannabis strain. This is one of the wonderful opportunities that uh, people with the name like Urkel have. Uh, There is a strain out there that has the word Urkel in it, and so you can just create a different purple Urkel cross that you have brand or like a phenotype or whatever and so it has some really nice purpling i'm not sure if that's what they're going for i haven't seen jaleel white's purple urkel actually it's called it's purple is it just called it's purple uh that's what uh, i am being told it's purple oh come on man he's got to be taking the purple urkel i mean that's oh, I, I i know that he's he's probably got some variant of the urkel and so you take the urkel and you cross it with anything and then you know, is this a new cross great call it it's purple do you think what? as a grown man he'll make commercials like going did i do that i hope so <laughs> i hope so. i would love to see him take like a, i don't know if he does a big old rip uh, with a uh, just be like more of a, a joint cat, and then after like he's, he's halfway through the joint, he's just like, "Did I do that?" Yeah, no, that'd be a good one, asking, man. I can't remember. Or start with like a big fatty, like a huge one, and then at the end, yeah, he's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Yeah, prop comics. Uh, you can get away with prop, prop comics with uh, cannabis because you have something that's a prop. And make it strain. Uh, no, I don't know. I have not checked if anybody got the strain. We uh, described it, and then we just started talking about the Purple Urkel or its purple strain. So uh, 710 Labs founder, Brad Melikashenker, oh, really need to do my uh, exercises before we go on. Felt like a collaboration with the actor made perfect sense. Mel Schechner explained that his company doesn't thrive on celebrity partnerships. Hmm. 
Interesting. However, he and White are actually friends, which makes the collaboration a genuine connection. Cool. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the, I mean, it's even no brainer if you're if you're something based off your character named after you. Because I looked at the history too. There's no, um, there's nobody attributed to the actual name like where it came from. So it, it's one of those like uh, non copyrighted type things. Grab that bitch while you can. So good on him, dude. Make your money. Nice. <laughs> All right. You know, if you do have a strain that you want to get featured on Name That Strain, go ahead and follow me on Instagram and then just uh, DM me at Cannabis Industry Lawyer. We do have one. I have not seen anybody pick it yet. So why don't we just go to the next story and Freak Brothers, huh? Oh, yeah. Dude, I've been so. Man, you can follow them on YouTube. Well, there's, there's, I think three or four ones that you can watch on YouTube, but it's based off a 60s cartoon series, comic book strip series. And I, and I believe they actually probably had a cartoon in the 70s, but yeah, the, 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 the live animation has been going on on YouTube. It's been great. Uh, they're hysterical with Woody Harrelson, um, uh, uh, John Goodman, Pete Davidson, and uh, Tiffany Haddish. Oh man, and sh- she's freaking hysterical. Uh, it's a great live series, but now they got a movie coming out, which I really, really will. I'll pay money to fucking get that thing really so oh, yeah. it's uh after releasing three episodes online in 2020s these guys are uh, it's a series like you mentioned based on the fabulous furry freak brothers uh, from an underground comic book series and so the strips features in it's when it's from high times huh so this was featured in high times i didn't know that they were in high times but it makes sense i mean you know during that time you where are these comics like uh R. R. crumb where were they being posted at right all these uh racy comic strips or even felix the cat back in the day you know there's got to be a, an avenue for these at the time racy comic strips but uh no you know they are the ones that created the statement though uh, uh, uh times without money are better than times without weed you know, like it makes sense. If I got weed, I can get through better with no money. But if I have no money and no weed, now nah, you're sucking no matter what. And it depends on how much money is none. That's so your story. Provided none is basic sustenance, fine. But then, like, if you have basic sustenance, you can grow weed, bro. Uh, you just might get caught. But anyway, there's several of these cats. I guess they're all cats. So there's uh, Free Will and Franklin Freak, Fat Freddy Freakowski, Phineas T. Freak, because that if you if your first name is Phineas, your middle name's always Tiberius, because it's just hilarious, hilarious and then somebody's going to have to call you Phineas T. one day. Uh, and then Fat Freddy, Freddy's cat, and this was all named by people who didn't ever have to read things out loud. And they're they're actually voiced by fairly popular stars like Woody Harrelson, John Goodman, Pete Davidson, and Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, it's a great little free series to watch. And then when the movie comes out, it'll be exciting. Um, do we have a, a hint for the uh, the stream? Yes, we should do a hint for the strain. Let's go check and see. See, we can see the strain. It's no fair. But there is a three-letter name. I don't know if it's a name. Uh, it's something EVO. And I'm not sure what the EVO means. Well, and also the beginning is a, uh, an alcoholic drink. The beginning is an alcoholic drink. There we go. With orange juice. An EVO. That is a thing. I'm not sure what <laughs> that is. Did someone call it? I have no idea. Oh, I'm well, you just said it. Oh, I see. Oh, uh-huh. brunch. It goes with brunch. Goes with brunch. <laughs> Let's see what we got. Trying to oh. Google what an EVO is in cannabis. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh, there we go. What we got? What kind of one? It is a it is a brand. Evidently. Oh, there we go. Yeah, but then uh, somebody has evidently uh, gotten net. It's uh, we put him up there. 
Shout out to Al. Going to call you Al. There we go. <laughs> go ahead. So it's the Evo Cannabis Company in Claremore, Oklahoma, is evidently what it is. And so they must have created that mimosa strain. Hopefully it's a shout out to some, well, it's definitely a shout out to Evo Cannabis Company and breeders over in Claremore, Oklahoma. If you're going to breed, you might as well breed in Oklahoma. Right now. Fuck yeah, dude. It's uh, still wild west right now until the Republicans get their way. All right. That was submitted by um, at so, so dapper. So, so dapper. But then the are are S's. So like at so, so dapper. Thanks for that. And the cultivator was Barney's farm. SOS dapper. So, so, (laughs) so, so, so dapper. What do you think about the Uber CEO says his company could get a canvas delivery? Get the fuck out of here. That's what I think about that. I just thought like, (laughs) of course, that's what we need. We now need the, um, the cannabis courier license to be completely monopolized within four seconds of being a thing. This is going to be ridiculous, dude. Like it's just another money grab, right? Like somebody who doesn't belong in chat. Just, and just because they have the, and this is unfortunate, they will win if they do get involved because they have the program, they have the analytics, they have the database, they have the. Oh yeah, that, that's it. And so uh, you call an Uber, uh, but that, there might be like, is Leafly going to be able to get in on that? Like, who else is going to be able to displace a, uh, an Uber from trying to get in? And that's the thing about these licenses. If it is a thing that's offered, you really can't start discriminating against who you're going to let in. Duber. Nice. <laughs> Duber. That's hilarious. Yeah. Shout out to Cannabis Saves the World by making good memes on Uber. Dude. I mean, like it's yeah. But again, I think Uber has potential to win, even if Leafly jumped in because they already have the, the programming. Right. It's all about the user interface, just like the website that we're developing. Like I'm, I've always been telling you, it's like people are lazy. People just want right. to get hamburgers to drive through and fucking click on a website and click on one yeah. button. That's all it is. Dude. I don't want to get up, but I want to experience everything. Damn wow, right. You are really, really lazy. Go take a hike for me. You mean I got to take two clicks? I, you know, just, you know, I got to subscribe and put my name in there. By the way, like and subscribe, motherfuckers. Um, oh, yeah. Got to do that. Pelican deliveries or Pelican delivers hopes to soar and spike of grounding. What's that from the spokesman? The the story after the Uber story. Oh, oh this is a Washington State. Um, Pelican's a uh, uh, so there's a uh, husband and wife team in Washington State uh, or in uh, the islands out here, Mercer Island, who did. They were doing delivery. And then they got squashed by the fun police, known as the Washington State Liquor Control Board. So Dave and Tina Camus started working in the cannabis industry more than 10 years ago as medical growers and processors before launching Better Buds retail stores in 2016. A year later, the innovative couple began work on a new project, developing sophisticated software for illegal and safe cannabis home delivery, where a third party picks up an item and takes it to the buyer. Think Uber Eats for cannabis. Now, I think it's kind of funny, too, how there's multiple of the same like um, auxiliary business, right? The, the delivery business portion of cannabis, right? We all focus on the farmers and the stores, but there's so much more money out there with just the side business, the side hustles, right? The delivery. So once wow. developed, the couple applied for a patent in 2018 and 2019. They received the patent in the U.S., Canada, and the United Kingdom. Eight months later, Pelican Deliveries was launched. Right now, Pelican Deliveries operates in Bremerton and Port Hadlock and Silverdale, whereas 
in areas in Washington, West, Western Washington. Uh, no credit or debit cards are involved. Payments tendered with an electronic funds transfer or automated clearinghouse transaction. Yep. Uh, the, yeah. So the funds are placed in an escrow account. So it's like sounds like they're on hold until you arrive. Yeah, they can do that. But like ACH transactions take approximately five days to clear an ETF, an EFT, an electronic funds transfer. That takes different times depending on if it's going interbank or if it's all in the same like financial institution. Like if, you know, you're banking at Chase and then the guy also has an account at Chase. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, but that's how they get around it. So they are they are actually trying to do like a debit card because those are transfers in cash and there's no credit rail that you're hitting with a, a four digit code that doesn't exist for weed right yeah and that, that makes more sense right like it has to be technically cash transaction because there's no right. check mark for them to fucking put that's right your product i was has- buying flowers yeah of course I mean, technically, but, uh, you know, uh, see the funds. Yeah. We, so we talked about the process, uh, things got complicated last year when the Washington state liquor control board started a visiting retail stores in the delivery area and inform owners, they couldn't use the Pelican software. This is where we have, uh, the Washington state liquor control board. Uh, you know, I, I, I know I'm very sarcastic most of the time, but this is that bullshit. This is that bullshit where they make up their own rules as they go, uh, when, when home grow could have been an option for them to, to set the, the layout of the rules, they said, no, we're going to leave it up to the legislator. They said, no, you know, we're going to first, they, they create a bullshit study for like six months, wasted a fucking half million dollars. And then, but, but wait, wait, it was another one of the brick of studies that have been done regarding why weed needs to be legalized and like regulated better. And then still being ignored. Ignored, passed on. The buck was passed on to another person. I mean, like, it's just these fuckers, man. Uh, We just get this right one time. That'd be great. Uh, So uh, as of now, a court to uh, see the LCB continues to maintain that there's no legal pathway for commercial delivery, delivery service. See, this is the problem. No legal pathway. Yeah. You motherfuckers create the rule. Create that legal pathway. Terrible. But then again, like it sounds like this patented product needs to go to a different jurisdiction and get one of those available licenses. Like there is a type of license in in, uh, Massachusetts they can get the courier license. You can get courier licenses in California, too, I think. And maybe also not Massachusetts. I already mentioned them. Maybe also Michigan or Maine. But uh, they don't have this type of courier license yet, even in Illinois. But oh no, you want to say what's it? Uh, but here's the th- here's the thing though, man. Uh, they want to live in Washington State. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't have to move to another fucking state if I want to make money. But uh, hey, let me back real quick. I'm back. Cool. All right. Database of cannabis products. What do you think? Good or bad? We were just talking about uh, Massachusetts. And so Massachusetts is law uh, cannabis control commission has launched its first version of its product catalog, a comprehensive database of regulated marijuana products sold in Massachusetts. The regulatory platform is considered a first of its kind in the nation as embedded on the agency site. And so, as you can see, the M E T R C is metric metric is uh, a form of an inventory control solution for your cannabis company that goes from seed to sale. Uh, here in Illinois, we have a Biotrack THC um, state. Your state will probably adopt a metric, a Biotrack THC, or get a phony baloney contract to create its own. Uh, and, and so the nice thing is, 
because you have that mandate and everything has to be tracked from seed to sale, this creates databases that are obvious, easy to read. You can you can track everything. You can track what brand sold, how much, what price. And because of that, there really does not need to be like a, uh, a Chinese wall. Like the, there's a lot of misunderstanding when it comes to the cannabis industry and how it operates and how it works and how profitable a retail location may be or how much cannabis product uh, a cultivator may grow. And having this type of database of products uh, in Massachusetts may help uh, consultants and attorneys like myself look and, and create better models for what the price is for your licenses. Uh, right now, I would usually use stuff out of uh, uh, Washington State. They publish really, really well on I-502, uh, Mass, Michigan, Mass, Michigan. I'm going to get them confused again. I can tell uh, Michigan publishes its data on a monthly basis, but it doesn't include a lot of granularity. It just breaks them up into various topics, uh, one of which is, is beverage consumables. And it makes it very, very difficult to really understand how much is, is moving uh, and what the average price is. They do quote you an average ounce price in Michigan. That's pretty stellar. Hopefully with this type of database, we can at least get some type of average price out of Oh, we should have brought up a cannabis dispensary in Massachusetts. I meant to do that, but unfortunately, I was working on uh, contracts and the likes like you do. And so I, I missed an opportunity to get us a price of an eighth in Boston. What is a, What does an eighth of Boston weed go for if I go and buy it lawfully because I am an adult? That is a question for you the 190 people watching, uh, and then also for me, a man at a computer with Google. Uh-oh, Miggy is still not able to join, so I can't um, necessarily Google that. Lauren, if you can Google that, I will, uh, and then put up the next story. I can try to fill time. Um, so Illinois now gets more tax revenue from the sale of marijuana than the sale of alcohol, says the state, according to Marijuana Moment. And so, uh, Kyle, you Oh yep. shit! He is back. You, hey. you, you tell this story. I was telling the last one. I'm going to go find out the price of weed in Boston. All right. right back. So Illinois is taking more tax dollars from marijuana than alcohol for the first time last quarter, according to the State Department of Revenue. From January to March, Illinois generated about eighty-six million five hundred thirty-seven thousand in adult use generated tax oh. revenue compared to the seventy-two million two hundred eighty-one thousand from liquor sales it was in february that monthly cannabis revenues first overtook those from alcohol a trend that continued in march yay if the trend keeps up illinois could see more than one billion adult use marijuana sales in 2021 last year the state sold about 670 million in cannabis and took in 205.4 million in tax revenue holy sh but the same thing happened <laughs> Washington. Holy shnikes. Yes. Holy, Holy shnikes. But then uh, I got it. I can't believe I got it. Let's go find out together. Let's play. How much is the price of cannabis in Boston? We're at Pure Oasis. Here it is. One eighth of an ounce of sour wow. kosher, 3.5 grams. It is a sativa, 24.7%. Cannabis, I'm not cannabis, THC, uh, $60. Then they have 24 karat gold and indica with about 16% THC, $50. And I realized it's actually 
nine if you are watching at home and not listening on the internets. But uh, so, hey, on. there we go. Curleaf, Mendocino, Perps, uh, and Indica coming in at a whopping 13.7% THC. Uh, and that is $50 an eighth. Dude, I feel for the patients. People who legitimately use cannabis as, as medicine are getting really fucked right now in Massachusetts. Like, that is ridiculous to play. Like, you don't pay that much fucking Viagra. Like, why Why do people need to, to treat their, their endocannabinoid system? You know, and back well, to the, the database that, that you were talking about, like, is that a good thing? Like, like to, to regulate the markets and stores and say, here's everything that we have. Does that mean now you're going to be constricted? Like, am I on a registry? And, like, this is what I'm supposed to have? Am I allowed to have more options or less? Yeah. Well, hey, let's get Miggy Moore riled up. Let's go see how much a, pre- a pre-roll is. All right. So here's a pre-roll. You can get a Lucinda Williams pre-roll. That is a one gram joint. And it Shut is $16. It is, $16. it is a 15.2% THC. There's no keef on it, as you can see. And then there's Grapes of Raz. That's a hybrid by Curlyf. THC about 18%. That's a $17 one gram joint. You can get a package of joints uh, for Pure Michigan Blunts four pack from Nova Farms. That is $65. What is the cheapest pre-roll? There's a $10 one, half a gram, $10 sativa blend pre-roll, unmarked, unlabeled brand. That's the price of weed in Boston. I think a little upcheck just happened right now. I think a little just, just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, what you pay for it? One grand. I, that's that's my high end. Like, all right, I'm gonna go fancy today and go fucking infuse pre roll. Tommy and- Chong's on the show. Tommy Chong's on the show. Get the uh, the, the Washington Budco's best. Damn right, dude. But that's that's the thing. That that's that's a that's a treat yourself type of day. That's not a. It's a Monday. I need to treat my back pain type of day. Like that. that, that what the. <laughs> wow, dude. So, what do you think about the Rick Perry there though? Uh, trying Rick to- Perry. Doing a 180, skipping weed and going straight to psychedelic drugs. So Rick Perry, in a rare return to politics debates in Austin, is teaming up with Democratic state lawmakers to push for psychedelic drug therapy for veterans struggling with PTSD. I like it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm... But this is who, who's paying for him? Like, like, who, who, don't tell me this is out of your the kindness of your heart. All of a sudden, you have a a moment where you're just like, I want to make my my true Americans, my constituents, have a better life for things like this. You have no intention of making the world better. You're just somebody's paying you to go join the forces with this guy, and you don't give a fuck. Like these people have no souls, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, Matt Gates well, proof. They, they, you know who else is reminds me of Rick Perry, but also has a connection to weed and was on the Colbert show. Boehner. Boehner has that oh, book yeah. out where he says like F Ted Cruz. And so John Boehner is being interviewed by uh, Stephen Colbert and he's talking about his board seat on Acreage Holdings, one of these large uh, Chad filled uh, cannabis companies. And he's saying that he's on the board and he doesn't use the product. And I'm like, wow. Wow. Yeah. 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 You have talk about no you know, yeah. seriously, though, this is this is the, the, the corruption, the fucked upness about these these politicians. Like, you know, I, I had no particular I had particular hate for Trump just because I knew him from when I was a kid in Jersey. Like he was a shitty human being back then. But as yeah, that was the politicians. That was when he yeah. was like taking money in, in uh, Atlantic City. Is that where but he was uh, you know, trying yeah. to he made a casino go broke? The odds seriously, are in your favor. It's like how do you how do you make a bank go broke? Not a bank. I understand. 
can make a bank go broke. We did 2008 because we just kept reselling mm. mortgages, always thinking they're going to go up. And then we just bundled them and there was no real cash there. And people were like, huh? Uh, but yeah. then, you know, they've changed those laws. But blackjack is still blackjack. You're like the house still has the edge. You had an yeah. edge and you went broke. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously true, though. But, yeah, I just, uh, just these people have no morality. But the whole, my whole point being to that, like why, you know, I had no special hate for this man. It was just these parties in general are just like, uh, you know, no one has your interests at heart, whether it's Republican, Democrat. I, you know, I'm not going to say one's better than the other. But at this moment in time, the Republicans are just the, the deep hole of suck. You know, like Rick Perry, come on, man. I mean, now he's working with a Democrat, which is cool. So he's working with Dominguez's House Bill 1802, which would direct and health the and human services commission to conduct a clinical study of psychosyllabin in partnership with Health Sciences University and the Veterans Affairs Hospital. So maybe Health Sciences University helped pay him up, maybe like convinced them here's a hundred thousand dollars and this will help veterans. Like, you know, when I used to sell weed, oh, I used to be like, I got weed money somewhere, something that Rick Perry believes in received uh, assistance and support, probably in the financial variety. Uh, and so I, I don't know what, but I'm glad that he's at least going to bat for something that does need to change because the veterans need with PTSD need safe access to cannabis and to um other chemicals that'll allow them to have relief. Holistic options. Veterans need holistic options to choose. Like, will this yeah, help effective, me versus these effective? effective. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, the, do the studies on these because this, the reason why cannabis and now psychoactive mushrooms are able to get this far is because there's actually merit to the science. And so, when you look at the science with a specific. Um, opinion and that is a, a, a just a belief in mind that you you really are just starting from a prejudicial point of view and you're not going to have science so i i want him to be able to actually be able to do the science and for that it can't be scheduled where it is right now yeah uh, no. you know you think we'll ever see the john Boehner? not john Boehner. who's the other cat the guy chuck schumer think we'll ever see that chuck schumer bill in the senate Dude, I'm telling you, we have six days to find out if something magically pops up on 420. Again, I'm annoyed by the theatrics, but let's do some shit. Yep. <laughs> you know, let's wait and see. I, I I mean, if something does happen, I think it'll be like on that day. Anything else is going to be some weird ass, uh, at least work on the Morak or something. I don't know, fuckers. Well, you know, the, the industry needs help and the industry needs guidance on this because, have I mean, uh, IRC 280E applies to Schedule 1 and Schedule 2 drug trafficking, but not Schedule 3. Whether or not you can get listed on a stock exchange if you're dealing in Schedule 3 stuff, I'm not sure, but I should find out. You know, so there's this new stuff that came out of the IRS. So newly released IRS documents detail efforts to collect taxes from marijuana companies specifically because of IRC 280E. And then it shows they have this wonderful breakdown of the same million dollar business but one is a dealing in cannabis and one is dealing in i don't know potatoes let's say and so the potatoes are going to be twice as profitable as the cannabis because of this irc 280e and it shows you the deductions that you can't take and the deductions that you can take and this type of stuff leads to all sorts of 
tax avoidance, which is a fancy word of saying avoidance, because if you ever say evasion, they get very mad at you. And then they say, no, that is not what we're talking about. We're talking about tax avoidance planning. And so, for example, your rent, your utilities, your insurance and your maintenance, you're not allowed to write those off. So wouldn't it be nice if built into your, oh, gosh, if you could integrate all those payments and figure out how they could get into cost of goods sold, or what if parts of your your, your lease, uh, because there's interrelationships between the two companies, uh, they say, no, no, don't worry about rent, utilities, insurance, or maintenance. Just, just pay for your employees. And they comp yeah. everything else knowing that uh, – you know, that could be a loss leading business, that that real estate business that's declaring a sixty, eighty thousand dollar loss a year. Uh, and then that business isn't uh, in the purpose of, of trafficking cannabis. So you see a lot of of corporate uh, structuring that's quite sophisticated, just way more sophisticated than than all the businesses that are out there on the street. Yeah. that You see uh, just because of of that right there and a schedule three drug does not have, and it says so right in there, you can see it uh, on their graphic. It's the schedule one and schedule two substances. So, but what a hindrance though, dude, like, like it seems to me, the government's just more like, all right, it's a win-win for us, but we're taking all your fucking money because some of these people are paying taxes, whether it be state or, you know, not towards their business, but towards other means of what they're doing, house, property taxes, whatever, but they're losing so much more. Then what would that do to the prices? Once the federal says, okay, We'll recognize that it will be legal. I think prices will now you have a new tax added on everything. Correct. And that's going to make your prices go up that five, 10%, whatever it no. is. Like. No, you have to understand um, that price that we're currently paying, we just went over in Boston, the $60 eighth. Uh, that $60 eighth is being impacted by the IRC 280E. And so as you have more licenses and federal legalization and that removal of a tax, that's when you're really going to see the price come down. And so eventually mm. a high quality eighth might only be 45 bucks or whatever costs in uh in, in uh, washington because you still have to grow a high quality eighth it still costs right. money to make a high quality eighth it's well, that I, shit ain't free it's good it ain't free right but i'm mean, like here in washington like in the pre-medical days like and when recreational kicked in the price point was ten dollars a gram like everybody was looking at like if you want to buy a decent gram for ten dollars that's what the market should be hitting and we still haven't achieved that perfected capitalist uh, uh fair market type best uh, quality wins yet but the thing is i think that here in washington they've also noticed um the consumer is kind of complacent and if that's 60 eighth unfortunately if these people are used to paying that and then the 280e goes away and the company's like well do we have to really fix our prices so it gets cheaper whereas they just keep the cost where it's at and then restructure whatever money they're saving you know in their company which is not right but I think they should, but I think they will, you know, like if they have a way to make more money, they're going to do it. Ridiculous. Well, that's one of the reasons why, you know, we can start lobbying and advocating for reform based upon what we see Chuck Schumer actually introduce into the Senate, which can actually get put into a position where it can be filibustered and maybe yeah. brought up for a vote if they change the rules or if it becomes a part of budget re- reconciliation. Let's find out. But, you know, that's that's how the taxes are. 
Yeah. Hey, before we go, though, I want to uh, share one more thing, uh, uh, like breaking news stuff, uh, like not really breaking because it's been covered. So I got followed on Instagram by St. Ides Official, and I really feel old because you and Lauren don't know who the hell St. Ides is, and that really doesn't help my cause. Uh, St. Ides is an old school brand, like old E, you know, that's uh, old liquor uh, from the uh, old hip hop days. So St. Ides, turns out, um, are now in the cannabis business. They're, they got blunt packs. Uh, and the only reason why I know this, uh, so like they followed me and I scrolled down, there's Weldon Angelus, our friend Weldon. Uh, I was like, oh shit, okay, this might be like a St. Ives rap brand, like a St. Ives rap group. But no, it is the official St. Ives beer, like the website. And, and now they have blunts on their website. And so, and then I found an article on it here, St. Ives teams with Weldon Angelus for their new cannabis line. And uh, big ups to St. Ives for making that 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 transition. Like one next is going to be Anheuser Busch or uh, Budweiser, like you're saying. Like the Bud, I can I can see the Budweiser parodies for days, dude. This Bud's Bud for you, like something. But uh, so let me just this right. Today, a nostalgic staple of the '90s hip hop, St. Ives has returned better than ever. Known for its crooked eye logo, the iconic malt liquor brand was upheld by the likes of Snoop Dogg, Ice Cube, Tupac, Biggie, and Wu Tang. Now making a Return to mainstream, St. Ives has refreshed its brand with a new line of premium cannabis products. Partnering with Weldon Angels Project Mission Green, St. Ives is helping to bring awareness to unjust, violent, nonviolent cannabis convictions. The new cannabis collaboration is truly a, a match made up in hip-hop heaven. Angelus played a vital role as a producer back in the 90s and early 2000s alongside Death Row Records, Tupac, and Snoop Dogg. Back in 2013, Angelus was sentenced to a mandatory 55-year sentence for selling $900 worth of marijuana. Following a national Crap. campaign... Crap. Imagine... <laughs> Well, you, we've had him on the show, you know, like, subscribe, and then you know, search our channel for Weldon's episode with, uh, it was the Weldon Project. He was, he, that was just straight up entrapment, man. They were trying yeah. to get him. Dude, I smoked that house worth of weed in a fucking two weeks. Like, this is, that's nothing. Like, this, again, remember when uh, Tommy Chong, when he, when they went through his house and raided it for the bongs, and they found a pound of weed, he's like, what, you have a pound of sugar? Like, right. But it was same thing in the sense that uh, it was about the same time, wasn't it? Like uh, Weldon got popped around 2000 and Tommy Chong was like 2003. Yeah. 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 No, it's just insane this, but uh, I just had to bring it up. It just tripped me out that St. Ives, the beer, that I, uh, the, the, the old, the old E type brand that when I was in high school, like the kind that you pay homeless guys to go buy you a six pack or, you know, the 40 ounces. Uh, just crazy to see them jumping into cannabis now, which makes perfect sense. Like it's a, Great. People aren't afraid now, just like politicians, to say, you know what? Let's make money in weed. <laughs> now, that's a cool collab. Did you say it was just in California or? I, I think so. And then again, you can go to the St. Ives website and check it out because it is St. Ives, the St. Ives. So it's not like oh, some yeah. fake, you can't you know, fuck we up. We still do licensing agreements. That's different, you know, but uh, uh, it, but that's kind of how you could move it. And so like you have PAPS that's doing it now with uh, a seltzer that they have out oh, there. Yes. But the problem is there ain't no fucking licenses in the state of Illinois because they won't hand them out. So they have 40 infusers that can enter into these types of agreements with a St. Ives or a PAPS. But how yeah. can you? there's no license? The markets are frozen in so many states now. Yeah, just waiting. Uh, well, I guess that's going to do it for Cannabis Legalization News, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all Cannabis Legalization News. We'll see you on Sunday and a special episode on 420. Like and subscribe. Mm-hmm.